the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's always an honor. Today is Tuesday, May the 26th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on May 26, 1981, 14 people were killed. A Marine jet crashed into the flight deck of an aircraft carrier. It was the USS Nimitz off Florida. Tragic. Today in 1864, President Abraham Lincoln signed a measure creating the Montana Territory. Today, 1938, the House Un-American Activities Committee was established by Congress. It was a great amount of fear at that time, as you may remember or may have read, about communism infiltrating our Congress and our country, our culture. Today, 1971, Don McLean wrote a song, American Pie. It kind of caught the attention of the young across the country. It immediately, the first day, became a hit. It was released. He was talking about some of the woes, the way he saw it, at least, in America in 1971. Today, in 1972, President Richard Nixon and Soviet leader uh, Brezhnev, they signed an anti-ballistic missile treaty in Moscow. Seemed like a good thing at the time. I remember that. But the U.S. withdrew from the treaty in 2002. Soviet Union had a hard time keeping its word. That's part of why it ultimately collapsed. You cannot build a house on deception. Today, 1994, Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley got married in the Dominican Republic. The marriage lasted about 24 months. Today, 1998, the Supreme Court ruled that Ellis Island, Ellis Island, the historic gateway for millions of immigrants, that's in New York, right? No, not really. The Supreme Court ruled today in 1998 that Ellis Island is mainly in New Jersey. Everybody just thought it was in New York. I guess there was a big to-do about it. I don't remember that, but apparently there was a big argument over where Ellis Island really was. But it's always we've always known it was in New York. But then we found out today in 1998 that it's mainly in New Jersey. It's kind of on the border between the two states, but... Mostly New Jersey, not New York. Today in 2009, President Barack Obama, he nominated federal appeals judge Sonia Sotomayor to the U.S. Supreme Court. She's an activist, far-left progressive. And today in 2009, California's Supreme Court upheld Proposition 8. It was a gay marriage ban. But they said the 18,000 same-sex weddings that had taken place before the prohibition passed were valid. So same-sex marriage, if you got married before the people voted, it was legitimate. If you got married afterwards, it wasn't legitimate. How about if none of them are legitimate because God instituted marriage and it's not between same-sex people? You can't redefine things that God created, and God created the model for marriage. But This is the political view. 
the world view of God's institutions, sadly. The Bible says to us that there will be times of disappointment, times of sorrow, times of fear. Psalm thirty-four nineteen says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Whatever you're facing today, and all of us together are facing some just monumental issues in America today. We set that aside pretty much yesterday. We tried to, but the press couldn't do it, of course. But most of us in America set aside some of the fears, the anxieties, some of the troublesome worries about what's going on in our country. And we, we remembered those who who gave their life, their ultimate sacrifice. I talked about that on this program yesterday, shared some thoughts with you along those lines. The Lord delivereth him out of them all. There's not an anxiety, a fear, a worry, a concern that you're going to face today or tomorrow that God will not deliver you from. Because God does not lie. God is in control, and God tells the truth because he is the truth. That's why Psalm 55 says, and this theme is picked up in the New Testament, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. So stand firm. Don't be moved. But you don't have to be in denial. (laughs) What's going on in our world is ugly. It's not good. And because of what's going on in our world, I've got to talk to you a little bit about deceit today, deception. If you read through the book of Genesis, and many of you have, I know it's it's a book about beginnings, but it's also a book about deception. Man, there's time after time after time in the book of Genesis where there are these stories, these situations that develop about deception. Lot's daughters deceived him. Satan deceived Eve. You know all those stories. They're there because our world is filled with deception. Satan is the master deceiver. So we need to talk about that today. The far-left political, far-left newspaper, it's widely read. It's online. They admitted this morning that Democrats are dreading the idea of a fast economic boom as America reopens. They're dreading it along with them because they don't want, Politico doesn't want us to recover financially. They don't want a lot of people to get jobs until after November, of course. But they just came out and said it today. The press has become so bold, so bold, that they don't even, there's no pretense. There's no pretense of not being biased. There's no pretense of really telling the truth. Because to the progressive, whatever they believe at the moment is the truth. It's my truth. I'm standing in my truth. You hear that phrase all the time. There was a time when they sort of didn't come out in the open and say it, but they practiced it. Now there's no pretense. Well, who says that stuff? This is science. That isn't science. Well, how do you know this is science and that isn't? Because I believe this. Yeah, it's that bad. That's why we look to the Lord and we look at everything that's happening in our culture 
through the lens of God's Word. Not somebody else's idea, not my, not Gary's ideas, but not your ideas, but God's ideas. We've got to look at whatever's happening in our world through the lens of God's truth, because heaven and earth will pass away, but God's Word will never pass away. You can count on that. Not because I said it, because God said it. I'm counting on it along with you. So the far-left Politico, they admitted this morning, feature article, they said the Democrats are dreading, these are their words, dreading the idea of a fast economic boom as America reopens, which explains the anti-science push among many Democrat governors. Wait a minute, I thought they were for science. No, they're not for science because now they're questioning the scientists that they have been praising and affirming. Because some of the scientists are saying, some of them that are visible are saying, some are not, but they're saying it's okay to start opening responsibly and safely and, you know, blah, 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 all that. America, thanks to these lockdowns, and I'm not suggesting they shouldn't have happened, I'm suggesting that they have had a a devastating effect on America. Only God knows how many lives they've saved, but I'm sure many have been saved because of it. I'm, I don't know. What I do know is that 40 million people are unemployed now, and 40 million lives have been shattered. The lines at food pantries, places where people have gone, have been closed. Can they live without it? Yes, they have. We have. We will. But the Democrats, and the point is the progressives, the far left, and unfortunately some evangelicals among them, are dreading the possibility of a recovery, economic recovery in our country. In fact, the political headline says the general election scenario that Democrats are dreading. That's their headline. And they're dreading it as well. They're expressing their own feelings. So what is that scenario? Well... (laughs) This former economic advisor to Barack Obama met with a bunch of bigwigs from the Democratic Party. There were a few Republicans there, but it was mostly, mostly, for the most part, 90% of them were Democrats. His name is Jason Furman. He's well known for his insights. He's a liberal. He's a progressive. But Politico says he laid out a detailed case for why the months preceding the November election could offer Trump the chance to brag truthfully about the most explosive monthly employment members and GDP growth ever. Furman's counterintuitive pitch, as Politico says, has caused some Democrats, especially Obama alumni around Washington, to panic. One former Obama White House official who is still close to the former president was asked about how he feels, and he said, this is my biggest worry. And they said, how do top Democrat Party officials feel? And he said, the worry is high, 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 high. (laughs) That's a quote. And it goes on. But Furman says he sees the signs already of what's known as a V recovery, like a capital V. It takes off and just gets big real fast as opposed to a slower, gradual recovery. So what these people are trying to do now in America is to slow down the recovery. And they're trying to hold on to what we've been doing for the last number of weeks in the name of science. And I'm not suggesting, you know, I'm just saying what 
is, and they're trying to hold on to that, and you have to question, in fact, (laughs) most all people that are thinking about it are questioning, what are their motives? Well, the motives become clear when you turn on the light and take a look at it, and that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to look at deception. We're going to look at what's going on on the, as they say, other side of the aisle. I want to say thank you to those of you who support this ministry. We wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to turn on the microphone this morning if it weren't for those of you who support us regularly and strongly, prayerfully and financially. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you. I know why I'm here. God has directed me to do this in my own heart, and I'm able to do it because God has spoken to your heart to support us financially. Thank you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. If you haven't been supporting us, but you're kind of thinking about it, may I prompt you. This would be a great time for you to join up and stand with us. So thanks in advance. Thanks. Interesting campaign has been launched. I'll come back to some of this other stuff that I was talking about in a minute. And it's done in the name of COVID-19, formerly known as the Wuhan or Chinese virus. COVID-19. In the name of COVID-19, there's a new campaign that's been launched. It's called Hashtag Pass the Mic. It includes Julia Roberts, Hugh Jackman, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yeah, the lead medical advisor on the Trump COVID-19 response team. They've launched this publicly. It's been all over the news over the weekend. It's upfront funding for this new hashtag pass the mic is from U2 frontman, the soloist, Bono. Oh, and George Soros and Bill Gates. Celebrities, global community are going to get on board. They're predicting it. They're telling the world they're going to get on board, so a lot of people will. Barack Obama's former special assistant, Gail Smith, very, very close to Barack Obama. She's apparently helping launch the new effort, kind of leading it from an administrative or office point of view. So what are they up to? Well, I looked into it. Here's what they're up to. As I said, in the name of COVID-19, this passed the mic, Hashtag pass the mic has been created to address this Wuhan virus, COVID-19, worldwide. They said they're doing it from a humanitarian point of view. The first step is to enlist well-known celebrities to encourage other celebrities to join in by handing over their social media accounts to the crew that's running this new organization. Because we're going to help people. Well, there's... There's something in everybody's heart that wants to help people. That's a godly virtue. The Bible is very clear that we are to have compassion and to help people. This probably amounts to hundreds of millions of names all told. I mean, these people have tremendous following. Julia Roberts and all these well-known Hank, uh, Tom Hanks and all these guys are jumping on board. They have millions of people that follow them on social media. They're putting all this, all these names of people And if you follow these people, you're going to be on the list. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't be. I'm just saying you're going to be. And they're going to be starting to promote to you about helping people in under 
underprivileged countries, third world countries particularly, but everybody, we're all kind of a herd and we're trying to create a herd immunity, as we're told by the scientists. And so they're going to help everybody to kind of come along together because we're all in this together. They say that. I mean, that's part of the lead on their website. So they're going to raise millions of dollars and they're going to collect millions and millions of maybe hundreds of millions of names. The purpose, they say, is to address the COVID-19 worldwide. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Bono has been raising millions to help needy African countries for a number of years through his one campaign. You may have heard of it. And it's, it's, it's the real deal. I mean, it's, he does what he says he's doing, and he helps a lot of people in Africa. I've seen the pictures and the videos. But this pass the mic, hashtag pass, pass the mic, has apparently been linked to Bono's one somehow, whether it's formally, legally, or if it's just association, I don't know. But they're linked up together. But it's being run, that past the mic program is being run by a select group of people, including Bono, of course. Dr. Fauci, who seems to be the face of the effort, he's kind of the spokesman. He appeared in a video with Julia Roberts last Thursday. And he's urging people to pay more attention to how the coronavirus is impacting poorer countries. Again, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm just saying that's what they're saying this is about. Hugh Jackman, Millie, Bobby Brown, Sarah, Jessica Parker. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There are people that who follow the entertainers. They're, they're names that everybody knows. Dr. Fauci, who doesn't know him now? He explained to Julia Roberts on this podcast, on this TV show, and it's on the Internet. It's all over the place. I mean, thousands, if not millions of people have seen it by now. It's just only been on there since Thursday. But he explained to Roberts, he says, we have people throughout the world in the global fight against COVID-19. The message is demand action now. In other words, put pressure on governments to act on COVID-19. Because they say, and it's on their website, I'm quoting them, quote, none of us are safe until all of us are safe. Well, Julia Roberts was just taken up by this. She was just gushing. Here, I'm quoting her words. I looked at the video. I mean, she, she, you can see the emotion of it. She said, oh, this is such a thrill. This is a thrill to me because there are very few experts of anything in the world, and you truly have emerged as a personal hero to me, she says to Dr. Fauci. She said, just, quote, just to have this little corner of your time for us is such a joy. Well, the far-left Huffington Post picked up on that, and they're all in 100% in promoting this. They're also gushing. They're explaining that finally we're moving forward on science and not superstition. And any time the press says that, what they mean is that we're going with science, men's opinion, versus some kind of a spiritual, I'll pray for you. And believe it, but when they say that, that's what they mean. In fact, interestingly enough, there's a story out there this morning. Former CBS News President Van Gordon Sauter, he wrote this, um, an article in the Wall Street Journal this morning, today. And in it, he says, news organizations that claim to be neutral, he's the former CBS president of news at CBS. 
He wrote this in the Wall Street Journal this morning. Quote, News organizations that claim to be neutral have long been creeping leftward, and their loathing of Mr. Trump has accelerated the pace. The news media is catching up with the liberalism of the professorate, the professorate, the entertainment industry, upscale magazines, and the literary world. He said there's probably no way to seal the gap between the media and a large segment of the public. The media likes what it's doing, admires it, celebrates it. There is no personal, professional, or financial reason to change. If anything, the gap will expand. Ultimately, the media finds the deplorables deplorable. This is not somebody with an opinion. This is the former president of CBS News. He said, yeah, it is what it looks like. He said the media has no pretense of telling the truth. They're simply biased, and they're pushing an agenda, and they love doing it, and there's no reason for them to stop doing it. And yes, they do see you as deplorable if you don't agree. That's today. That's where we are. So when you pick up your newspaper or turn on your TV today, keep that in mind. I'm not trying to create skepticism here, but let's turn on the light and look at the truth for what it is. The news media is on an agenda. The news media is all over this story that I'm talking to you about this morning. Huffington Post are gushing. They say we're moving forward, progressive. We're moving forward on science, not superstition. Well, why, why is Dr. Fauci now an authority and they're moving forward on his science, but they're disclaiming that he was an authority when he was working closely with Trump, and maybe he still is, I don't know. But what makes the difference? I mean, how did he, was he a villain before, kind of, because of association, and now he's a hero? I don't understand that, but that's the way progressivism works. That's the way deception works. I'm sure that they feel their cause is so noble that any means is justified. But let's take a moment to look at the web that these people are weaving. Well-known personalities, celebrities, the world over. These people are known all over the world, not just here in America. Let's look at the web. No, not that web, not the Internet. I'm talking about the web that's woven over time behind the scenes, kind of like a reverse Charlotte's Web, you know, where they were afraid the farmer was going to butcher the pig there. Well, this would be a reverse of that, which, when exposed to the light, reveals that behind the scenes everything is connected in an effort to destroy a presidency rather than save the life of an animal or a human in this case. The website, hashtag pass the mic, invites you to, quote, sign up now to demand a global response to COVID-19. Well, there's already been a, de- a response President Trump has responded very strongly as best he could. Looking over the shoulder, people can 2020, you know, armchair quarterback or whatever. We can look at it and say, well, you should have done that. I mean, boy, I would have done this. Well, you, you wouldn't have if you didn't know. And that would be true with any president, whether it's Barack Obama or President Trump. It does, I mean, that's life. But they say on their website, we're, this effort, as opposed to all the others, is grounded in data, science, and facts, not superstition. Experts and frontline workers from around the world are telling us that a global response is crucial to defeating COVID-19 epidemic everywhere. It continues, we are one world. We must fight for humanity against this virus. George Soros is not 
not well known for his compassion, but for his obsession with open borders. In fact, so much so that he calls his main charity, and he has a number of them that feed into his main charity, but his main charity is Open Borders Society. That's what he's about. Bill Gates is a philanthropist, a big one. But he's not known primarily for an obsession with open borders, although he kind of leans that way. But he is known for vaccines and all of this kind of thing even though he does see value in globalism because you can control disease better if you're a globalist effort. Barack Obama, he's in this. If Gail Smith is in it, he's in it. I could tell you. Barack Obama is best known for his opportunism. Never let a crisis go to waste. That's kind of the tagline of Barack Obama. But how the web connects? One campaign was co-founded as an advocacy group by Bono to combat combat uh, poverty and illness, especially in Africa, but elsewhere. The group is closely aligned with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who have donated millions of dollars to Bono to help. And the Gates sit on the board of Bono's One O-N-E campaign. The Gates Foundation is the wealthiest philanthropic group in the world. They have already given a fortune toward medical help to the world's poorest nations. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. That's great. But they've also been in the news lately for slamming President Trump while praising China. Bill Gates, in a recent interview, and I looked at it twice on video, he couldn't admit that China held any responsibility for the spread of Wuhan virus, now COVID-19 virus. But he said twice in that segment of the interview He said, China did a lot of things right at the beginning. No, they didn't. They did nothing right. They covered up. They beat up on their people. The doctor that was trying to tell the world ended up dead. No, they didn't do a lot of things right. They did almost everything wrong. Melinda Gates recently gave President Trump, quote, a D minus for his response to the outbreak. She said, America needs leadership. So is this really all about covid I don't know. It seems like it's not. Gail Smith has been publicly criticizing President Trump just relentlessly while she's promoting this. We're all in this together and we need to help each other with COVID-19. On Face the Nation, CBS has faced the nation just uh, this weekend. She said this means a reduction in funding. She said possibly the fight against polio has been stopped by President Trump. Because he won't fund who? World Health Organization. All of this seems to coalesce, as I took a hard look at it, it all seems to coalesce around a good, a a pure motive in helping people through this COVID-19. I mean, it is deadly, especially for elderly people. But have the numbers been exaggerated? In some cases, yes, they have been. And that's known. But they've taken taken a, a project on a world scope, and they're pushing open borders for sure. Forget the sovereignty of your nation and forget that kind of identity. We're all in this together. None of us are safe till all of us are safe. What's wrong with that? That's virtuous sounding. But underlying all of that, 
speaks to that Wall Street Journal story this morning that says the media is corrupt.